0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another serving of Business Soup Talk Radio. If it's in business, it's business soup. I'm your host, John DeBavois. Covering your assets, and in this particular one, one of the most ubiquitous businesses out there is the restaurant. And the restaurant describes what a small business is all about, and everybody's got a secret sauce. But before you start putting that sauce on the table, we're going to talk with Burke Franklin, who is the owner-president of Business Power Tools, the tips, tools, and the techniques of covering your assets through Business Soup here. Burke, let's talk about business power tools, the restaurant industry, and what are some of the five most important things that a restaurant should do when they start off? Okay, that's such a simple answer to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what, really where I'm coming from just
1: to launch this thing is how can I help inventors, entrepreneurs, in this case, restaurateurs, succeed? But that's just succeeding. I think people have some idea for something new and unusual that the world really needs with all the changes and the stuff going on in the world, anything that anybody can do to make an improvement, help uh, do something to make things better for other people is a beautiful thing. Now, if you can turn that into a business that you can do, I'll call it 24-7 because that's typically what most of us need to do with our businesses. When it's our business, it is 24-7. So how, as long as you're going to spend every day, all day long doing it, how can you succeed with it? And how can that be your, your passion, be your business? And with this thing that you're creating, in this case, a restaurant, how could we continue that to be successful? As I understand it, restaurants typically have, unfortunately, the highest mortality rates of most businesses, which I think is tragic. There's nothing worse than I see is a restaurant that I love to go to and go there and find out that they closed, Ugh, you know. So anyway, the idea here is our first product is called Biz Plan Builder, and it's for writing a business plan. So everybody really needs a business plan. I don't say that because that's why I wrote the software. I wrote the software because I saw so many crappy business plans that didn't get the job done, that really didn't encompass the business, that didn't help the entrepreneur, the inventor, the business owner to really cover all the basis of their business. A chain is as strong as its weakest link. So where is that? And so you want to understand all the different aspects of your business. And so certainly a restaurant needs to understand the long-range financial implications. What does it really cost to run the operation? What does it take to profit? How do you keep your people lined up? And at some point in here, I'll tell you from my own experience. I'll interject the need to let people go who aren't doing the job. I think that's probably one of my most catastrophic mistakes, and mistakes I see a lot of people make is they don't replace certain people, like friends and family. You know, that's the hard—that's the hard one, yeah. Because friends and family, especially if maybe family's invested some money, and you want to get rid of the person, ah, how do you do that? Well, you've got to have a, a, an overarching higher purpose for the success of the business, for your drive to run this business, you can't let foul spark plugs make your engine run badly. Like I say, the chain is as strong as its weakest link. If you have one person who's gumming up the works in your restaurant, it's going to show and people are going to notice and they're not going to want to come there. And so it's really got to be perfect. It's got to be hitting on all eight cylinders. It's got to be running right. And it's got to be running smoothly. And smoothly, really, for anybody running a company or running a business, is that's really the sanity part, you know, because there's always things you want to do, but to be constantly putting out fires and fixing rough running engines is, is debilitating. It's draining after a while. So you really got to first design it the way you want it to be and how you see it can be and work toward that. And anyone or anything in the way of that's got to go,
0: period. I am a personal satisfaction statement to your biz plan builder because I have written many businesses using it. And my first one, as I've shared with you in years past, was written on the Windows operating system (laughs) 3.1. That one goes way back. I had never written a business plan before. And what I found your system did, it was a a series of templates. It was a Q&A. So much of what was a part of a business plan, I'd never even thought of, let alone heard of. And it helped guide me through the business plan of what I needed to have in place before I jumped in and said, all right, here's my business. One of the benefits of having a business plan, it's like a roadmap. You have to know where you're going. And the thing about business plans is that nobody gets up and says, you know what, today I'm going to write a business plan. And people just don't do that. This is one of <laughs> not that you're, you're driven into. And oftentimes people will say, well, let me see your business plan and then that you give them the deer in the headlight look and they don't really wanna see the entire business plan because it's very thick, but what it does is it gives you a foundation on which to build. And I couldn't say enough good things about the biz plan builder that Burke's talking about, which was his entry into this marketplace. And it will help you as a restaurant owner understand what you need, where you're gonna go, and help you secure not only financing through a bank, but also your trade fixtures. If you have a cohesive business plan, you can show elements of that to your trade fixtures and their suppliers, and they're likely to give you credit such as deferred payment on the fry cooker or the pizza oven or something like that, or give you a better deal. If you're more definitive in your business model, the better your chances of success. So we've covered the business plan. That's step one. Now I have my business plan that is a, your program drags me over the finish line because this isn't something that you run at. It's something that you go through and You complete it because the steps in the business plan help you get there. One thing I want to say about business
1: plan, because I can imagine anybody listening to this, and I've certainly said it myself before I got into this, was like, I know what I'm doing. I don't need a business plan. I know exactly how to do this. I know exactly where I'm going, which is great. You do. However, here's the rub. I mean, now you have to explain it over and over and over again to the people who are going to help you. If you had a business plan, here's just the one practical application is, here's my business plan. Read it. You know, that way you don't have to explain it over and over and over and over again, which you will have to do. And of course, if you're going to get a loan, like an SBA loans are great for restaurants. We did a whole thing where I had a client who was selling pizza franchises and we cloned the pizza franchise. We built it into a pizza franchise business plan that his clients could use so they could buy the franchise. They could go to the bank, get an SBA loan. And these are people who, you know, I hate to say this, but they weren't the brightest bunch, but they could, they could run a pizza parlor, a franchise. I'm presuming we're talking about restauranteurs who are got their own idea. You're on your own thing. It's your own design. It's all you. Of course, that's the hardest. But what I'm saying for these guys with the franchise, they could take this plan to the bank. And they were slam dunking 150, dollars $200,000 SBA loans all day long. And that's even you know, in the past few years, even regardless of the economic conditions. So the thing is, is you have this thing dialed in so somebody else can believe it. Now, I'm sure there's plenty of people who could Seller idea like Steve Jobs could write down an idea on on a napkin. You say, oh, I'll invest. And please, it's you. (laughs) you You Unless you're that kind of person and have that kind of credibility, with those kind of connections, and you can wing it. Great. good, Good for you. But even then, a business plan is good to dial it in and sharpen your pencil and figure out exactly what you need to do first. There's a sequence of doing things. Otherwise, you're wasting money paying for things you don't need until later. Why pay for them now when there's other things you need money for now? So it really helps you sort out what you're doing. And the software makes it easy. So any ideas you have about how hard it is or what do I say and what do I put, it's all basically, in our case, it's not a, an inquisition of questions that you have to answer. It's really multiple-choice paragraphs you can choose. Like you'll, you'll look at five of them and go, mm, the third one makes sense, delete the other four, and just kind of tweak that one, and there you go. So you've got different ways of saying it, and I think this helps people who maybe don't speak and write English all that well is a great advantage for them. But at the same time, what do I say? How do I say it? Where does it go? What do people need to understand about my business that maybe I'm not explaining? And that's where it helps.
0: What's next for a restaurateur, a small business owner to have as part of their business plan? Next thing I would say would be like employee policies. Like I said, you've got to be
1: able to hire people and replace people, meaning fire people. And you can't you know, be afraid of firing somebody And one of the best ways of doing that is having an employee policy manual in place. And ours, you know, is is grown. We've been in business 30 years, and it's almost amusing to say this, but it's got more than 200 policies in it. You think, how could a business possibly have 200 policies in it? Well, I got to tell you, you look at the list, and I ask you, which one do you want to leave out? (laughs) Every one of them covers, I hate to say this also, you know, a potential lawsuit or something that some employee could bring against you. But we put a letter at the beginning of it that has, it's, a, it's basically, it's an acknowledgement. I acknowledge that I've received this employee manual. I agree and understand all of the policies that are in it. And I agree to abide by them. So help me God, blah, 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 sign here. And that way, when you do have to let somebody go, what I'll say in letting somebody go, the number one factor to successful to fire somebody is to do it with dignity. Preserve their dignity and make sure they save face in the process of being let go. That would be the single biggest thing you can do. Not just leaning on the policies, but the way you handle it is crucial. So that's really, really, really important. Otherwise, they're inspired to want to get even with you. And they'll get even with you with a lawyer. And that's the last thing you want. Anyway, if they go there, then what we have is the letter you send their lawyer. You give to your lawyer to give to their lawyer and the employee manual. And it says right here that if you do this, it's a terminal offense, and we don't put up with that, and you were warned, and you understood that, and you did it anyway. Now, the reason this is effective, I find, and we've found from a number of customers, is simply the fact that most attorneys who are going to take on a case like that against you are doing it on contingency. They're going to get a third, 30 to 35% of whatever they win from you for their client, your former employee. And they've probably got lots of opportunities for different people who want, to, who want them to take their case because it doesn't cost the former employee, the disgruntled employee, a dime to sue you because the lawyer will do it on contingency. But the lawyer's got to weigh their time benefit against this thing and say, okay, how hard is this going to be or how easy will it be to beat these guys and win some money from this guy make a third of that? And if you make that as difficult as possible for the attorney by showing them a letter and an employee policy manual and the fact that you did everything right, they're going to think, this is going to be more trouble than it's worth. And that is the next big piece right there. As you make it more trouble than it's worth for the lawyer to take their case, the lawyer is going to tell your disgruntled ex-employee, I don't want to take this case. It's, you won't say this. It's more trouble than it's worth. But that's what they're going to think. And that's that's part of the goal here. So. Given that, that's kind of the you know the dark side of the employee, man. But the upside is, hey, you've got an explanation of how things work here. We don't smoke here. But if you do want to smoke, go smoke out on the loading dock type of thing. So you're explaining to people how things are done. You're, it's in plain English. You're treating your people like people. They're not employees. They're not slave labor. They're not pets. They are people who are intelligent. They're there to help you succeed and you want them to succeed in their job with your business everybody succeeds you succeed so that's that's a huge huge thing and then there's a safety plan that kind of picks up where the employee manual leaves off where you include a number of safety things, and again, it's got a letter that says "Thou shalt not wear a necktie around a drill press you know I use that's kind of the standard joke, but it's a whole bunch of stuff like that here's how how to safely lift things, so when somebody hurts themselves doing the very thing that you said we trained you not to do that, I trained you how to do it right, you didn't do it, and you hurt yourself. What else can we possibly do so you want to have a safety plan in place and plus OSHA is inclined to come around and pay you a courtesy visit just to see Do you have that red and white striped tape on the floor around some boiling water machine or something to keep people away from that. Do You have little signs that say, this is hot. You know, do you have other warnings and things like, do you have steps that don't have the stripes on them? And they will find infractions. And I think the minimum fine these days for certain things is anywhere from seven to $15,000. It's a lot of money for things that a roll of tape could have fixed. And even having a safety plan itself and what they call an injury and illness prevention plan or an IIPP is essential. You know, we're talking $147 for a software app to put that together and you could produce this. The safety plan is really easy because there's not a lot to edit in it. It fills in your company name, check the boxes for the sections you're going to use. If you're not in the logging business, you uncheck that box, you don't include that one. You just include the boxes that are relevant to your restaurant. And it assembles a whole safety plan for you and you give that to your people and you can use it for some safety training. And again, so you're keeping people safe, you're keeping people.
0: You're also keeping your business safe because you are in compliance with the federal, state and local laws. And I know from my own experience, by not updating the posters that I had in what I called the coffee room, that if they weren't up to date, then the representative or somebody from the government would come in and say, oh, you don't have the current poster that to me looks identical, but it's not current and there might be some changes to it. Therefore, here's your notice of violation. We have a link on the site
1: where you can go to the state and get the very latest posters from the state and download them for free. You've got the poster from the state right there posted. And you can buy these posters that have them all consolidated into one, and those are kind of cool too. Think about it. you got a $7,000 fine, if you didn't get the fine, that would otherwise be profit. And so let's ask the obvious question. How many meals do you need to sell to make a $7,000 profit? That's the part of your business you
0: just killed. You have to recapture that $7,000 just to get back to zero. Right. And so, I, this again, you know,
1: I hate to see anybody's business taken down. Here you are, you know, you're trying to save the world, change the world, do a better thing, do something good, offer a good restaurant experience. And, you know, you end up out of business because, you know, you get employees suing you for preventable stuff. It's just, you know, part of what I do, it's like it's business survival tools in addition to business power tools. And then if we switch to a different direction and go towards marketing, in the marketing plan, we look at all the different marketing things you can do. It's really easy to go to a barbecue, bar mitzvah, church group, whatever you do, have drinks with people and everybody's, oh yeah, we got to advertise on Facebook and that's the advertising medium de jour, which is great and it does work and it right now it is the advertising medium de jour. But nevertheless, there's a lot of other marketing things you can do as a restaurant that can be overlooked or can be deprioritized in favor of other things when really all I ask is put the puzzle pieces on the table and look at all the ones that make sense. Remove the ones that don't. It's kind of like Michelangelo carving the David. I just removed the marble that wasn't the David. So we take all the pieces. You take the ones that aren't there. You just uncheck the boxes again from the system. And so, okay, let's look at the ones that make sense. And restaurants, in many cases, a billboard, outdoor advertising can make sense. I mean, imagine the last time you're driving down the highway and you say, restaurant, next exit. Yay, (laughs) that makes a lot of sense. Now, consider it. So we have that in there as part of the mix. So what things could you use to inspire people to come to your restaurant? There's a couple of great restaurants here in town. I was talking to the owners. and I said, well, how come you haven't asked me for my email address? I'd be happy if you sent me an email to remind me that on Tuesday nights, it's all I can eat, mussels and french fries. But nevertheless, who knew that this was happening on Tuesday nights? And so there's certain nights that maybe you're slower than others. You need to remind people, hey, we got a special deal. We've got music on this night. This Friday night, so-and-so is playing here. I mean, remind people that you've got action happening. In your place. So there's a lot of things you can do just to consider. But I, you know, and again, look at the big bunch of opportunities. It's like cooking something. You've got all these ingredients. This meal requires these ingredients. So you just boil it down to those ingredients. And here's your marketing mix of what you're going to do. And you just, you know, schedule it in. I got to send my email out every week. And so that's in the plan. And to pick up where that leaves off, there's a publicity product. Now, this is all built into our dashboard. So you can go click from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. So
0: that link is available on bizsoup.com, B-I-Z-S-O-U-P, as you all know. And we're talking with Burke Franklin from Business Power Tools, about the key elements to a restaurant survival. This is a serving that we call covering your assets. We covered the aspect of writing the business plan followed by the employee manual and then the safety manual and the marketing manual. And you're moving on to one of the many other services that are available there at Business Power Tools. What was that? Well, I was going to talk about press releases and I realize I'm talking very fast, and I'm excited about
1: it, and I've been drinking coffee. So, <laughs> good information on this. I've been using well, it- it's, it's. It's so important, and the thing is, it's you know, it's easy. It's not expensive. It's doable, and I want your business to survive beyond all odds that people will tell you that are against you. The odds really aren't against you. I think the odds really are in your favor. There's just a number of things I think you can, could, should, would do that would give yourself all the advantages and reduce all the risks that are in your way, and that's really where, where BusinessPowerTools.com comes in—is all that kind of stuff. So the next thing you're going to ask was the press releases. We've got 22 sample press releases that you can send out to your local your local media, and you know talk about. The new thing. Hey, tonight, Tuesday night, did you know
0: at Burke's Restaurant or John's Restaurant, we're offering all-you-can-eat mussels and french fries on Tuesday night? Who knew? On that press release, there are certain ways in which to write a press release if you want to get the media to pay attention to you. And if yeah. you don't follow that pyramid, as it's called, in the media, they're not going to take a serious note of it, especially if it's more than one page long. They're quick thinkers. They want to look at it and always include a picture as well. And so, Bert, you're talking about all these different press releases that are available. It's a template, right?
1: It it is. And it's mostly written. And then there's a number of worksheets to help you put the little paragraph at the bottom that says, this restaurant is John Debevoy's restaurant, a little backgrounder on that. And there's a whole tutorial about how to contact the media, how to speak to reporters and bloggers, because they're going to say, look, we're not going to promote you for free. Buy an advertisement. This has got to be something that's news and newsworthy. And there's a lot to be said about what makes something news and newsworthy versus an advertisement. So you're dancing on a fine line there. And so you want to make this whole part is about how to be newsworthy and make it interesting to them. Reporters and bloggers are looking for people to, every time they open up their, read their article, oh, this guy writes something interesting. I want to hear what he has to say. So your news needs to be something that would fit in their column or their typical article or what they write about, or certainly something for the local newspaper or the local newsletter that goes around town that you want to get noticed in. And, you know, once you have something like that or you have some kind of reviews in there, of course, you're going to reprint those and post them on your website, and reprint and put it on the inside window of your restaurant, everywhere like that. So there's a lot to be done. It's not difficult. It's very easy. Just a matter of becoming aware of what's available to you and using the system to pare down what makes sense. And then you can use the system over and over again to do these things for you. it's like having leverage. It's almost like having your own business kitchen, if you will, to do all the cook up all your business
0: things you need to do using the dashboard software online. We're talking with Bert Franklin from Business Power Tools, Business Plans, Safety Manuals, employee manuals, press releases. There's a litany of services that he provides, and we're only covering the top five because that's what we do here at Business Soup is we provide you with the top five tips, tools, and techniques to get your business to be more successful. And we're talking about restaurants here on Business Soup. We have the press releases. What else do you have in our last few minutes here? I keep looking
1: at what else could we make? What else could we templatize? I think there's the, they call it, uh, there's stage fright and there's page fright. Page fright is when you have this blank sheet of paper in front of you and you think, oh my God, what do I say? How do I say it? There's all these things out there. Get this business plan template, get the employee manual template, but they don't really put any policies in it. They're just buckets of kind of empty, vacuous stuff that you're supposed to know what to say.
0: And that's where all the books on how to write a business plan. You've read the book and then you take out your lined paper and that's all it is, is a blank piece of paper. And you're supposed to remember that 500 page business writing book and there's hundreds of them out there and you end up staring at the page.
1: This basically obviates the books, the webinars, the seminars, a whole bunch of stuff. And it's just you get right into getting it done and you can do it yourself. And I recommend doing it yourself because that way you know what it says. You can speak from that business plan. I can't tell you how many investor presentations I've been to where you can see it on the Shark Tank. You know, somebody gets out there and they start talking about their business. And one of the sharks says, do you have a business plan? The reason they ask that is because it's apparent that the person is rambling. and doesn't know what they're talking about in their business because they haven't thought it through. And the shark looks at this and says, I'm not investing in your business. You haven't thought this thing through. You don't really know what you're doing. And you can see the ones, again, it's it's reality TV. But nevertheless, they have people on there who are obviously buffoons just for entertainment purposes. And then you get the occasional person who has their act together just to show that here's what it looks like to have your act together. And that person has a business plan. That person has thought it through. That person can look at anybody in the eye who's got a ton of money to write them a check to fund their deal and talk to them and answer all of their questions and not be ruffled by interruptions in their presentation because they know their stuff. And oftentimes investors have the ability to ask the one quirky question that's out of left field that most people don't think about. I've heard enough of these, a lot of these, a lot of these presentations, I like to think we've covered most of them. And even if they haven't covered, we have a coaching that it says, okay, great question. I've thought a little bit about that. I really don't know what to tell you yet. I'd like to discuss that more and get an idea of where you're going with it or any ideas you have because I haven't thought about it. We've considered it. We haven't dealt with it, but we need to. So at least you don't come off like a deer in headlights. That's the worst. Is like, oh my God, you blindsided me with something I never thought of. Oh my God. Because then the investors start wondering, well, what else haven't you thought of? You know, it's it's just a kind of a contrarian view sometimes. Sometimes investors will see, what can I do to kill this business idea? And if it's still sitting on my desk a month later, after I've been trying to beat it and kill it to death. Maybe it's okay because it's still here.
0: You have to complete a business plan to... Then create what's called the executive summary, which is like a two-page summary of the hundreds of pages that typically will involve a business plan. And from that is where you develop what we call the elevator or speed pitch. It's a 90-second pitch that should roll right off of your tongue the moment somebody asks you, what do you do? that elevator pitch should be perfect so that you can get the attention of whoever's asking you. And in many cases, it's an an investor. And that 90 seconds is the length of time that they will give you to get their attention and ask you to subsequently step into their office. That's where the elevator pitch term came from, was the length of time it took to get from the ground floor to their office. And you have to put that together, but you can't do it unless you go back through the executive Summary, and you can't get to that executive summary without a business plan.
1: That's true. I would maybe refine that point down to you know, people. I heard somebody here in town say, Well, you know, the, the time it takes the elevator to go, go 25 floors. I'm thinking, I don't know what town you're in, but the highest one here is only eight stories. I'm in Santa Barbara, yeah. California. <laughs> you know, yeah. even eight stories, I'm talking three floors. You've got maybe 30 seconds. You're in the elevator, and it goes, So what are you doing? Well, I make these software apps and templates that help businesses succeed and keep them from going out of business. And we're looking for an investment of a million dollars to build it into an online dashboard. That's something you'd be interested in, you know, and then of course you yeah. whip out your, your two page executive summary that fills in some little bit of details, which is something they're worth reading. And that's all to get you the meeting to go in to give them your, your PowerPoint or keynote uh, presentation and answer questions. And then if they're interested, they're going to ask more questions, which was when the business plan comes into play. But like you said, to get there from here, you start with the business plan. So you cover it all, you boil it down to the summary, you boil the summary down into the slideshow, and then you boil that down into a 30 second pitch,
0: and you're golden. And if you get past that first 30 seconds and they they're still looking at you, keep talking. That's right. Well,
1: that's where you ask for an appointment because they don't have much more time in the elevator, so to speak. And the next step
0: is an appointment to come see them at their office and give them more of a presentation on what you're doing. If you'd like your five points on covering your assets, in particular for the restaurant channel here on BizSoup, go to bizsoup.com and you'll find it there along with this interview and the transcripts. Bert, thanks for joining us on another serving of business soup. John, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. This has been another serving of business soup, where business comes for business. I'm John Debavois, inviting you to visit the website for more servings of what is best in business.